Good morning and welcome to Prayers for Your Day. This is Danita and today is Wednesday, October the 19th, 2022. As always, 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 I give God thanks for you, for what he is doing in your life and in the lives of your loved ones, the people, places, and things that God has divinely connected you and I to for such a time as this. Today, I've come to remind you that you were made for this. This is your time. This is your season. God knew the all true, all knowing, all wise God knew that you would be here on this day, October the 19th, 2022. He knew who your mother and father would be. He knew your childhood circumstances. He knew your young adult experiences. And yes, he even knows you as a grown, a mature adult, right? So because he knows all of those things, because he knew you when you were knitted in your mother's womb, I've come to remind you that you were made for this, that you will get through it. With the help of the almighty God, whatever it is, that you're trying to do whatever it is God has placed in your heart to do, whatever it is that you've gone through. And there still may be a little residue there. You still may be in the healing process. Know that you will get through it. How do I know that? Because you are a child of the father. We have the same daddy And he is no respecter of persons. What he's done for one, he'll do it for all. In fact, I need to remind you that he's the same God from Genesis to Revelation. He's the same God that has already gone before you even today. He is the same God that will send his angels, the angels of the Lord, to fight for you. He is the same God that when you don't know what to say, he'll be your mouthpiece. He's the same God that once the doctor gives a report and you're distraught and you don't know what's going to happen next. He's the same God who will whisper in your ear, everything is going to be all right. He is the same God who said that he would never leave you nor forsake you. So though even though you may be in the house alone, even though you may feel lonely, you'll know that you are never alone because he's the same God that said he would be your helper. He's the same God that said he would be your shelter in this time of storm. He is the same God that said he would be your refuge and your strength. He's the same God that said that he would give you peace that surpasses all understanding. Yes, I'm talking about our father. That's who I'm talking about. I'm talking about our father. I'm talking about the one who so loved us. I know it says the world, but I'm going to make it personal today. That so loved us that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, that's you and me, we are the whosoever, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have whatever lasting life, eternity. Yeah, I'm talking about that God. I'm talking about our father. Hmm. I'm talking about the one that gives us dreams and visions. And I'm talking about the one that sometimes allows things to happen in our life. 
so that we don't forget that he's God, so that we don't forget that he's sovereign, so that we don't forget that he's the one that said that all things work together for the good for those who love him and are called. So it's not enough to love him. You have to be called and are called according to his purpose. Not your purpose, not what you want to do, not who you want to be with, right? Not what you not what you desire, but you have to be called according to his purpose. Meaning that we have to make room to be used by God. Oh yes. That means that we have to move our agenda out of the way in order for God's agenda to be enacted in our lives according to his purpose, his desire, his will for our life. And the fact that you're listening on today, whenever you find time to listen, I believe that this is a word, because, you know, Wednesdays, we do things a little bit differently. We talk about the word, or I try to give you a midweek word of encouragement. The fact that you're listening today, and I'm saying this, I need to know that you, that you know that you have been called according to his purpose. And I'm so thankful that we have a savior. I'm so thankful that God is wise enough, that he's big enough, that he's knowledgeable enough, that he can move me right on out of the way, tears and all, kicking and screaming and say to me, that's not my purpose for your life. That's not my will for your life. I've got something better for you. I've got something greater for you. I need you to move accordingly. And as the scripture in Isaiah yesterday that I read, the word of the Lord says that, that you'll hear a voice that says, this is the way to go. You'll hear a voice that says, this is the way to go and walk in it. Walk in the purpose. Walk in your purpose. See, I can't walk anybody else's purpose out. I, I've, I've been married. I've tried to be, uh, I tried to be a helpmate as best as I could, right? And I can't walk out anybody else's purpose. And sometimes what I'm I'm realizing God will assign you to someone or to something for a time. And and I believe that when it comes to marriage, I believe that when God says to death, well, I know God does it. Well, yeah, to death do you part, right? Because it's a covenant, not a contract. 
that God intends that to intends for that to be the case. But I also know that even though God can intend it to be that, right? If somebody else feels like they got something better to do, then they'll do what they feel is better. And I'm going to leave that alone. And we're going to go from there. But on this morning, I wanted to talk to you about our father. If you are a biological mother or a biological father, if you are adopted mother uh, or adopted father, meaning you've adopted someone, right? God has adopted us. We've been engrafted into the faith. If you are a foster parent, if you are a just an extraordinary aunt or uncle, right, who has much love for your nieces and nephew or grandparent who has stepped in to be that role, right, for that uh, for that parent who may be absent for whatever reason, then you know that there is no love like a doting parent, right? A doting parent. What makes a parent dote on their child? What makes a parent just sit back and say, you know, uh, I am proud of my son or my daughter. What makes a parent say that? What makes a parent feel that? Well, let's think about that. The Bible says that if you train up a child the way that he should go, then when he's older, he won't stray from it. So if you trained up your child in the things of God, right, in the word of God, and you see them operating in that fashion. You see them praising God. They tell you, they tell you about the goodness of the Lord. They tell you about how God worked it out for them, right? You become a doting parent, right? Because you're like, wow. You know what I mean? Like, look at my child. They know God. And I want to tell you something. If you can't give your child anything else when you leave this earth and go on to eternity, and I mean if you can't give them a lot of insurance money, if you can't give them a house, if you can't give them, um, you know, whatever it is, you can give them a spiritual inheritance. You can give them God. By the way you talk about God, by the way you move in your life, by the way they see how you respond to situations, then you are leaving them a spiritual inheritance. You are leaving them a spiritual inheritance. Because guess what? The money, the money, you can leave it for them. And it could be gone within a few days. Literally, with some of our children, it could be gone. With one of my daughters, it probably would be gone within 24 hours. So, that can that can go away but when you leave them 
Christ as their savior. When you in when you um Lord help me, what word am I looking for? When you give them Christ, that is something that they will never forget. One of the things that my daughter shared with me um during basic training and when it was difficult and when it was hard, one of the things that she shared was God her prayer for God. When she told me that there that there are witches in the military who um who go to uh what is she called Wicca or whatever, I really don't know much about it, but they go to that service where they learn things, right? That is their religion. And she said, you know, but when I come home, I I get my Bible and I anoint my bed and I anoint myself. It, it makes me a doting mother, right? It makes me a doting uh, parent. Why? Because I know that she saw me do those things. Now, did I do those things for her to see me? I did. A lot of times I did when people say it don't take all that or people like you don't have to do that in front of your kids. I beg to differ. I say do it in front of your kids. I say do it in front of your grandkids. Why? Because they will never forget. Just like children don't let you forget when you've cussed in front of them, when you've clowned in front of them, when you argued in front of them. Don't let them forget when you prayed in front of them. Don't let them forget when you got on your knees in front of them. Don't let them forget when you grabbed their hand when they said there's a bully at my school. Don't let them forget that you that you grabbed their hand and you said we're going to come in agreement against this bully. We're going to come in agreement against the teacher who you have sensed in your spirit doesn't like you. We got this thing about us that we want to talk about our, to our children about everything else but God. We got this thing about us that we want to let our children see us do everything else but praise God. Everything else but give glory to God. Everything else except them seeing us anoint our homes. For them seeing us go around our homes praying the word of God, anointing them, speaking in tongues. If you have the gift of the Holy Spirit. We got this thing about us that we have allowed the world to tell us that it's okay to do worldly things in front of our children, but not do spiritual things. Make it make sense. Make it make sense because our children will mimic us as we are supposed to mimic the father. The Bible says there's a scripture in the Bible where uh, Jesus says to uh, the disciples to do what I do. We are to mimic our father. How many young boys and girls say, I want to be just like if it's a, a young man, you know, I want to be just like my dad. I want to be just like my mom. I want to be just like Jesus Christ. 
are we allowing our children to mimic Instagram models? You know, uh, this is a little show called Batty South. Who are we allowing our children to mimic? And because Christ resides in us, because we have the Holy Spirit within us, we should want our children to mimic us. We should live a lifestyle that is pleasing to God. That when he sits on the throne and looks down, he's doting. He's so excited. Because we've we've been in our word enough to know how our daddy moves. To know our daddy wouldn't say something like that to intentionally hurt somebody's feelings. That our daddy wouldn't be unforgiving. That our daddy wouldn't. uh, We've got to look at the father and read our word enough so that we know how our daddy moves and operates in character so that we can say more and more, my desire is to be like my spiritual father, to be like my dad. And when our children are young and growing up and not reading the word as much as they should or as often as they should, that the closest they thing that they should see to Jesus Christ should be us. And when we see, now they're not going to be perfect. Guess what? We're not either, right? But that doesn't change our desire to be like Christ. But when we see them moving in those ways, we ought to praise them. We ought to bless them. We ought to acknowledge the fact that I see you. Don't you know that when you go through this life, that God does things to let you know I see you. I'm proud of you, daughter. I'm proud of you, son. I see how you sacrificed to get up in the morning and pray. I see how You bless your food and you have a heart of gratitude even when things don't go your way. I see how, see the same way we feel about our children, how much more does God feel about us? The word of God says that, you know, you who are evil, who know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? So see, when we have the right attitude, How much more when we do things that are pleasing to God and he knows our heart's posture is towards him. See, we know when our children are being manipulated. We know when our children are trying to get over. You know what I'm saying? Like, we know that. We know that. We've been around them long enough that we know when they trying to be, as the old folks say, nickel slick. We know. So God knows when we just trying to, we praying and we really want something, but we say we really want something, but God knows that our heart isn't right towards that thing. 
and our heart isn't right towards him. But what does the Bible say? You know, you ask, but you you ask amiss, meaning that, that you're asking, but you're really not asking for the right purpose. Your heart is really not in the right place. God knows. We can fool the world, but we can't fool God. God knows. And so I say on today, make your daddy proud. Make your daddy proud. How do I make, how you, and some of you might say, well, how do I make my daddy proud? Do what is pleasing in his sight. Walk upright before him. Keep his commands. Spend time with him. Not just when you want something. Just because you want to love on him. Just because you want to tell him how great he is. Because he is a great God. (laughs) Make no mistake about it. He is an awesome God. That's how you make him proud. When you just wake up in the morning and say, "I, I love you, daddy. I love you, God. Thank you. You know, when you get home, thank you, God, for helping me make it home all right. With a heart full of thanksgiving, giving glory and bless his name. I love you all so much. Have an awesome day and be blessed. Bye-bye.